Hey everybody, my name is Joey and this is The Question, a podcast dedicated to expanding your consciousness. I take you on a journey of self-discovery through questions. Join me each episode to unpack the question. Now here we go. Hey everybody, welcome back to The Question Podcast. I am your host, Joey, and today we have a very special guest. Uh, her name is Tiffany Hogan. She is the CEO of Lit by Lee. She is a clubhouse moderator expert of the room, um, the original Lightworkers. She's a certified tarot reader and a local homicide murder advocate. Now, my Hispanic accent just came out at the very end there, <laughs> but I wanted you guys to welcome her with open arms. Hi, Tiffany. Hello, everyone. Thank you for having me, Joey. <laughs> How are you feeling? This is Tiffany's very first podcast interview, and I think this is one of many. So I'm excited for her to be here with us. What's going on? Yeah, I'm excited as well. It's a growing experience. Um, I'm interested in today's podcast with you. And yeah, I think it's just like I said, it's just a growing experience, you know, so just getting the feel of this and seeing both sides of a podcast. And I think this this uh, podcast here is going to be pretty well known. So it excites me to be a part of it. Yes. Speak all that intention out here. Look, mm-hmm. manifest we, that part. Y'all, like you guys already know, um, by the time that this airs, we'll be having clubhouse rooms. Well, I will be having a clubhouse room every Wednesday at 5 p.m. Just an hour clubhouse to discuss the day's episode and give you guys a chance to kind of answer some of the questions that we ask on the podcast. So um, if you are not following us there, please give us a follow. Um, and I think at the very end of this episode, we'll go over like where they can find you, right? And and I will as well too. But today's episode was inspired by the your amazing clubhouse room that you hold with Mariah, the original Lightworkers. And so when I thought of having you on a podcast, the first thing I thought of was we absolutely need to talk about our spiritual journey and our light worker uh, vibrations, right? And um, let's start with this, okay? What is a light worker? For the people that don't know who are tuning in, what is a light worker? Um, to me, and I've learned that many people have their own opinions or outlooks on what a light worker is. But in my personal opinion and my experiences, I consider a light worker to be our indigos and our earth angels, our angels here on earth. So a light worker is a person that has this enormous pull towards helping people and and not expecting anything out of it. This is stuff that you do voluntarily. You know, you're serving as a beacon to the earth and the people here on earth. And so light worker, being a light worker is something a lot of people don't realize they are until somebody points that out to them. And it's also something that we need a lot more of. So being a light worker is a really beautiful thing. I, I totally agree. But when you when you answered that, I like that you mentioned when you said that light workers, everyone has a different perspective on light worker, but it, it all is for the same cause, right? So some of us are indigos, like you said, earth angels. Some of us are um some of us, some of us are healers, empaths, et cetera. Yes, right? crystal babies. Period. Rainbow babies, crystal babies, all of it. That that yes. part. Um, when did you make the decision that you were a light worker? Well, before I actually knew the term light worker, I already 
had considered myself to be one, but in a different way. So it got brought to my attention in the way I look at it and see it and, and know now by an actual a medium and another reader. And so I wanted to talk to my ex. He was murdered. I wanted to talk to my father-in-law. He passed. You know, so I'm reaching out and she's just like, Tiffany, you just have this amazing light because we FaceTime. This pandemic has everything kind of virtual. So we was on FaceTime and she was like, without you even telling me anything about you, they're already letting me know who you are and you and your husband. She said me and my husband both. She's like, you all, that's why y'all set so good together. You are light workers. You know, you just go out here in your community and you don't ask for anything in return you don't hesitate. You're just helping people around you. And I'm like, whoa, you know what? You're right. I, I do. And I get a, a, a sense of joy that that I gain from that each time. So I'm right. like, you know what? I heard that and I owned it. I'm like, you're right. I am a light worker. You and know what's so, so interesting to think and not to cut you off when you said that you lost your ex and your father, right? You just shared that, right? Right. Isn't that interesting to think that part of the design is what pushed you to go reach out to uh, a medium? Those those hurtful situations just for oh, I'm about to cry just for you to get like like a positive like, hey, this is what you are. That's just so crazy to think that like those situations is what guided you to get to where you are now. Yes. And it's so crazy. You're asking that question. I've got goosebumps all over me. It's like, I can feel your energy behind that and your emotion behind that question. But it is because of course, you know, with the people that I'm looking and reaching out to hear from and get some type of word from, it's a very emotional situation and question. And I'm, I'm wanting feedback. And so I'm crying and in the middle of me bawling like a big baby, I'm just smiling from ear to ear because even in all the bad, I'm hearing so much good. So it was a great experience. It was a great moment. And I definitely feel like everything happens for a reason. You know, that's what that makes me think of in reference to there. There is no coincidences, even when we don't see that reason. Hell, it might have happened 10 years ago. And I'm just now seeing the reason in that terrible moment. I'm seeing, you know what? This is exactly why that happened, because if it wouldn't, I wouldn't have this. Or I wouldn't be here with this person. And and so it's just crazy. But it, it's a it's a beautiful thing to be able to find light in the dark. It really is that. And for you guys listening, number one, I want you guys in the comments to let me know when it is that you discovered you were a light worker. And if you feel so compelled to share, make it to the clubhouse room on Wednesdays at 5 p.m. when this episode airs. Um feel free to come in and let us know. And, and, and I'll do my best this to get Tiffany on so that we could hear your light worker journey. And this is, that's, it's so interesting when I think of my own journey and I think of your journey, how I got to that word, it, 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 it was pain that fueled me to look for more, like to look for more, like I need an, I know I'm destined to do something big, something different. And I kept equating it to like fame because I had been so close to being signed by record labels. I had been so close to being on so many TV shows and I could think it's fame, fame, fame. And then when I switched, when I turned off the ego and I started to deal with my pain and my healing, I started to realize, oh no, like this big mission had nothing to do about being famous. If it happens, great. This big mission has to do with literally helping others heal on their journey. And something about that feels 
it is undeniably the best feeling in the world. And I think when I talk to you, when I talk to Mariah, when we're in your rooms that you hold, that's the feeling that I get that we're united in this mission of just spreading higher vibrations, that love, that life. And, you know, I think I'm an indigo. So I tend to have a very fiery, fiery kind of nature of like fighting for truth. Um, whereas maybe an earth angel could be a little more on the calmer side. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but we're all fighting for the same thing, which is to uh, it's, it's essentially expand awareness and consciousness. But this leads me to your spiritual tools, right? So some of the ones that you mentioned in the past and that you're known for is your tarot card. So how did you get into tarot reading? So tarot reading is something I've been doing for about six months now. So it's not what I've been doing for the longest during my journey, but it's definitely something that has always interested me. Um, Going into my family tree, my ancestors, and just looking into that stuff before I found out that a lot of the women on my mother's side, the family were um, readers, they were considered quote unquote witches, you know, they were into all that stuff. So I'm like, I feel it in my blood. I feel it. I feel it running in the family. But then I've always felt like such an outsider from my family. So I never really got to go in as deep with them as I wanted to. But during my spiritual journey, it's just so much stuff that happens that started. I'm like, Tiffany, you're not tripping. You know, this is not just crazy stuff happening. Like this is real and it's in your face and I can help people. And so it started with my intuition like my intuition, I would just be around a person and I would just get this feeling of they need to hear this. And I, I would say it, you know, I would tell them I, I'm not, I'm a very blunt person. Uh, I try to be as nice and respectful as I could be at all times, but I'm very blunt. I'm going to tell you how it is regardless and, and hope no way takes offense. <laughs> so I realized that when you're just sitting there talking to people and you deliver this message, they think you're just giving your opinion. It's how they treat it. So they don't take it as serious. But see, when you have this, these cards and you're delivering these messages, people really listen to their message. And I'm not changing the message. This is the message that they're supposed to hear. But I don't know. So that made me want to do it more because I'm like, okay, well, these people, this is stuff people need to hear, you know? So if this is yeah. a way that is more appealing to them, I would do that. And and, and it's it's not for any beneficial reasons. I mean, uh, reasons for myself. It's for other people's benefit, but I also love it because, I mean, it blows my mind. You know, the little emote in your bitmojis where the brain is exploding out. Every time I do a reading and I see people's face or hear their reaction, that is how I feel because it's like, wow, I hold that power and that ability to, to be able to do this for people. And so, um, I got certified for it and So I've said to people before in our clubhouse rooms that I don't believe, you know, that spirituality stuff is something that can't really be taught to you like a certain method of it Mm -hmm. because it all comes intuitively and naturally and and uniquely to each and every one of us. And so I I, I dissected my my course and I kind of took the. I don't know how to put like the black and white, the book version of it. Yeah. I took that out. And I, what I, what I soaked up was all everything that I felt intuitively during that. And so, I mean, that's just, that's just how it started, you know? And then I, I did a few readings for people and everything was just, so I haven't had a person I did the reading for yet that haven't just bust down tears. 
So like it hits where it needs to hit. So I, I feel like, you know, that's what I'm supposed to do. That's Period. a one, that's one part of the many things that I'm supposed to do. And it also ties into being a light worker for me, you know? So people, people want answers constantly throughout life. We want answers. You got the questions. We want answers, you know? So that's it. That's yeah. it. And listen, I want to, I want to touch on something. Um, in fact, ignoring that gift and that calling, right? Because you could have two choices. You're right. There's been times where I've had messages for folks and I could tell that they were, they were viewing it through the lenses of like opinion, like you said, oh, that's just an opinion. And then it's something that happens to the human psyche when they see cards that completely changes how they want to, to your point, how they want to receive it. And if we were to ignore the message being delivered, it would then start a war inside of us, right? So we, so, yeah, right. And so part of what I would want some of the listeners to, to know, let's learn from what Tiffany just said. At the end of the day, if you feel called to give someone a message or you have a gift and, and you keep getting the phone call from the universe and you're just not picking up that phone call, that phone call is not going to stop coming through. Let me tell you. If your message is rooted in love and it is rooted in light, you should not be afraid to share it, despite of whatever the outcome is. And a good example is in our clubhouse room or her clubhouse room the other day. The the you did a reading for I can't remember his name for a gentleman. Azan. Azan. And to to and I think it was the day before and he ended up getting good news. But again. You you never know what motivation or piece of understanding you're giving someone if you're not utilizing your gift. And would you rather be a human being with with a with a war on the inside, questioning all the good you got to give, or just give the good freely? You know what I mean. And so, um, I think you said something very important there. I think you got to answer the call if you have gifts, if you have messages to give folks, if you're hearing messages from angels. If you're being called to, to service the humanity in a bigger way, do it because that call will not stop coming through until you answer. I'm telling Thank you. Thank you. You just took the words right out of my mouth. I was going to say, don't worry. They're not going to stop. They're not going to stop calling you. It's up. It's your decision. When are you going to pick up that phone and, right. and, and receive what they have to say to you? So they're not going to give up. They're not. But Look at all the stuff you're missing out, all those years coming about, you ignoring it and, and brushing it off. You know, that's good stuff. It's coming to you for a reason. Everything is definitely for a reason. Yes. And they will leave voicemails and they sound a little bit like guilt. They sound a little bit like shame. They sound a little bit like you're missing out on something. That's the voicemail they're leaving right there. We just yep. we just put them on. We just put y'all on. Um, yes. So I wanted to touch on... This is something that was new to me when um, I reached out to you, a local homicide murder advocate. Talk to me about that. I think that is such important work. Um, How did you get into that? Well, unfortunately, where I'm from, I'm from Louisville, Kentucky. So I'll put that out there. Um, I've, I've lived here, grew up here my whole life. So all my life, like our city... You know how every place will get advertised really nice because they want tourists to come in. You know, they want people to come right. spend their money. But right. you as a person living there, you know what it's really about. And so right. here, sadly to say, the only thing I've really witnessed consistently my whole life is um, murder and homicides. It's like now, just this past month, they calculated up in our area. 
with 41 homicides mm-hmm. and it's kids killing kids and kids killing old people. And, and just, you know, it's in a lot of it, it has many different reasons for why it takes place. Yeah. But so one thing that, that hit with me, it, it's one thing to hear and know, okay, there's all these murders and stuff going on, but it's different when you have one summer come up and you lose the person you're in a relationship with to murder. Mm. And then after that, you turn around and like six or seven people I grew up with and went to school with were murdered in a matter of like two and a half weeks. Yeah. And there's no there there's no reason you can ever give for a good reason for why someone was murdered. But these are all people around my age and I'm only 27. And this was a few years back, you know, so I was even younger than this now. So it's just. A lot of it, I feel like my voice, the way I'm speaking to you, I can speak to a few other people here and there. And, and just talking to people in general throughout your day right. about stuff, you could change something. You could stop something from happening. So that that's my motivation behind using my voice and getting into that is to talk to kids my age. You know, that's that's my main audience is people around mine and my husband's age groups. And because that that's really like the main center of the age of the people where it's coming from here. And so I feel like if you can talk to these kids, Tiffany, and you could kind of bring some type of light or knowledge to them, you could probably stop. If I can't just bring the crime rate to a complete stop, but right. I could stop a few people here and there maybe or, or change their mindset. So it's just something that you go into with hope, honestly, overall. But it's something I, I I have a lot of feel and personal loss and stuff in. So that's why I do that for the people that I've lost. And it also ties into being a light worker. It's all about, you know, helping the people around you. So I, and I have a theory. I have a theory with that. Like light workers, we're incarnated, we are incarnated to show up in different spaces. Some of us show up in the in in, in politics, some of us, some of us show up in our community. Some of us show up in, in the entertainment world. And I think that we're all doing so much work. And it is just so beautiful for us to unite and be in support of each other's passions, especially if it's rooted in making every the world a better place. Um, and something you said really reminded me of the word community. Um, the word community, we need that. We need, we it is so important. I think if anything has Clubhouse has taught me has been community. The rooms that you guys hold, the, the rooms that I hold, the energy, the intent that, that are in there and the connection really does fill my cup in a way where I cannot explain. And um and and as and as minuscule as it may sound, impacting one person's life has a ripple effect. You never know who it is that this person's life you're affecting, how that's going to change them and how they're going to show up in the world and inspire the next person who may inspire the next person. And so I wanted to say that sometimes being a light worker doesn't, doesn't feel like at times it can feel lonely. At times it can feel like, man, I want to be doing so much more. But in reality, you're doing exactly what you're supposed to do. And if you measure your success based on how many people you're getting to, as opposed to the community that you're creating, I think that's when, you know, the ego creeps up in there a little bit. 
you know what I mean? And it starts to make you think that, oh no, being a light worker is just a joke. No, it's not. It's a, it's a calling. It's and, a calling. And, and you're, you're definitely right. I don't mean to cut you off there, but when no, you just said it. that you, you're so correct because I get those feelings personally as a light worker. It's just about what you feel it, you know, what's worth what and, and what's worth feeling and what's mm. not worth feeling. But see me personally, I, I feel a, a gain, a self gain off of helping people and not financially. Everything doesn't always have to be a financial gain. It is beyond that part. financial gains in life. And so, first of all, you have to be wanting something out of, outside of a financial gain and seeing past money. But hell yeah, like there's been plenty of times that I've been helping people and helping people and helping people. I'm sad. I'm depressed. I'm going through anxiety. And you know why it's so easy to go through that? Because when you're a light worker... And you're helping and helping and helping. Well, this person doesn't need any help because they're mm-hmm. always helping everybody. So they've got everything figured out. She's got everything under control. I don't. And sometimes it's my fault because I get so wrapped up in, in that voluntarily. And, and you, don't, you don't put thoughts into being a light worker. You know, it's just no. something you do effortlessly and, mm-hmm. and thoughtless into it. So... I don't think to speak up and say, hey, I need somebody to help me as well. I'm putting my time into helping everybody else. But that's okay because once that I realize that, I'm able to to know. Take a couple, take a little bit of time for yourself. You gotta have self-care time in there. You gotta know how to put that same amount of energy and love into yourself that you're willing to put into your community. And that way you can always help the people in the best way that they need it and and everything plays out how it should. But it's definitely easy. It's easy to feel sad or alone in doing such good things. And it's, it's crazy. It is. It's, uh, you want to know, um, people, you know, I've, I've have, I've, I have a successful life. You know, there's a lot of things that I've accomplished that had I been growing up or as I was growing up, the outside world was telling me that was not possible. Being, being being that I was raised in the hood with a, you know, uh, Afro Latina mom who's who in the world perceived as less than who all of these things. And I've lived a very, I mean, it was very challenging, but I decided to break this generational curse. And people always ask me in conversations, God, like good things are always happening to you. And I always want to say like the reason why I, consistently win even if i'm not winning in the material world even if i'm even if i'm financially not in a good place i'm still winning it's because in my lowest places i still lift people up you're choosing to win you're choosing to win period right which is the same thing as when you're in the darkest places you're mm -hmm. still finding the light in that dark and that that's you winning you choosing to win that yeah it's because we are I mean, I think we said this the other day, but we are the light, right? And so, and, and the thing is we go in and out of remembering that because of the way that society is built, right? Yeah. We gotta, we gotta have money, we have to pay rent and, and and there's all these intricacies in life that that kind of like get us in and out of um, being in our most highest vibration, which brings me to, you're the CEO of Lit by Lee. Talk to me about that. Talk, talk to me about your company. What is it? What do you guys do? What do you bring to the table? So right now I don't have a team. 
uh, that is a goal of mine. I do see myself in the future expanding beyond where I'm at with it now in which I, I want to have a small team of coworkers, employees. I hate saying employees because I love looking at everyone as they're equal to me. So I, I want to say coworkers. I get that. But um, so during this pandemic, as we know, everybody's been in the house. So mm-hmm. a lot of people resorted to TikTok or they're just in the medias more and different stuff. And then there's a lot of people who's found crafty and productive things to do with their time. So I decided, hey, I want to I'm used I've always been used to getting money. I've always been used to having some kind of income. Like I have that hustler in me. I have that ambition in me. So I'm sitting here in the house going crazy. I'm like, what the hell? I got to do something. So I did my research. Boom. I started making candles. Mm-hmm. I fell in love with my candles. And so did all the people around me. Like they smell wonderful. So first of all, Lit by Lee, that, that's what it is. It's uh, my candle company. And I make... Regular candles, like your color, smell good, just, you know, at-home candles. But I also make intention candles, so I get to tie that that spiritual side, that light worker, that light. I get to shed that off into that. And so people that are in their spiritual journey or may do uh, rituals and stuff. So, like, so like if you, oh, I need some money, I'm trying to do a money mantra and I'm, I got that candle that I'm going to put that intention in there. It's going gonna, it's gonna to bring you some, it's going to bring you some cash flow. You see mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So, I cleanse everything. I I really pray and I really speak to the universe. And I I really like if somebody see me in my process, they'd be like, oh, this is a crazy person. Cause mm-hmm. I'm going in with my spirits around me. Like this is this is what I want to send this person. And I love that. So um I have sold a couple of candles to people in other states so far outside of my own. So that's like my that's baby steps to expansion right there. It mm-hmm. excites me. And yeah, so that that's what that is. The name of it came from uh, the beginning of the pandemic. My father-in-law passed away. And my father-in-law, I've known him my whole life. I've only known my husband since we've been together, obviously. But his father watched me grow up. And so when we lost him, it really hit me and it, it hit him. It hit our life together as whole. We The light workers came out of us. We dropped everything we had. We moved in with his grandma because his dad used to take care of his grandma. So we moved in there with her, which changed everything for us. You know, she's a very stricter, older lady. So um, we uh, went into that. And Pops was always a person that you couldn't upset him. You couldn't make him mad. It was no... Man, I don't have time to put into (laughs) you lowering my vibrations. And he never used those terms. But while I'm going through what I'm going through and I'm seeing what I am, what I'm capable of, I'm looking, I'm like, damn, Pops, you was a light worker. You was this, you was that. You had power. And so that that inspires me and that uplifts me. And so his name was Anthony Lee Hogan. And so the he always would say, it's hard for Lee, it's hard for Lee. And so that's where the lit by Lee comes from because after sense. he... After he passed, I kept having spiritual encounters with him in my home. And it was good, though. There were good encounters. And it was messages to me. And I'm like, okay, I know what I need. I got my name. I know what this is. And so lighting my intention candles, you know, that that's spiritual. So with my spirit beings around me, that's how I tie that into the name of my business. So 
That's so my, beautiful. My, he's going to be watching over your existence. business this entire, he's going to be watching just by the name. He's literally going to be watching over your business. Um, yeah, I tell myself anybody that gets a candle, when they go to light it, he's right there lighting it with them. That's beautiful. That is so beautiful. I cannot wait to see you blow up and get all of that, what you deserve. All of that is coming your way. I, I definitely believe that. I think this is a good space. I want us to get to these rapid fire questions. Okay. And, and um, there are no right answers. This is just for us to leave the, what we normally do. We do this in our clubhouse rooms. Um, and we'll end the podcast. And um, oh, before that, I'll give them a chance to um, give you a chance to tell them where to find you. Okay. Um, okay. Let's start with what are you grateful for today? I'm grateful for being present and knowing exactly what being present means. I'm grateful for knowing to be grateful for what I have and not dwelling mm. on what I don't have. So that's a big mm. thing I'm grateful for overall. Mm. What is your biggest dream? My biggest dream? Oh, it's everybody's to change the world, right? Yes. Yeah. So no, my biggest, <laughs> my biggest dream is to, I wouldn't say I can't change the world, but I at least want to be able to touch as much of the world as I can. And that's a big part of my dream. And I'm, I'm willing to take baby steps towards it, but I just really wish I could just bring as much love and light and positivity and whatever I can offer good as a light worker to as many people in the world as I can and beyond my, my community as what it is now. Yeah. And this is my favorite question. This is the last question. If you could go back in time, what is one piece of advice you would give your younger self? Invest. And not, mm. I don't mean invest money, just money. I mean, invest more time into myself, <clears throat> excuse me, and invest um, money into businesses. Mm. So it's all about, it'd be all about investing. And if, if there was anything like that I could tell people to bring to their attention that we would need more of in this world would be awareness. Yeah. If, if I was aware of things then that I'm aware of now, yeah. then you know, it would have helped me a lot. And I feel like throughout life, the more aware you are and the more awareness you gain of everything, the better off you'll be. So yeah, that's mm. invest in, in, in knowing to be aware. What a beautiful uh, last 30 minutes of our lives we've just spent. So um, this brings us to the very end of today's episode, guys. Do not forget um, to check in with us um if you're on clubhouse if not dm either me or tiffany tiffany where can they find you um so i have a couple different media platforms um i actually just changed my name on instagram to lit by lee 502 and so the on clubhouse my name is lit by lee and the the room on clubhouse is called the light workers so that that pretty much is 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 where you find me at. That, that's it. Clubhouse, Instagram. I'm building a website right now. So pretty soon I'll have a little bit more um, spaces and places to tell people to find me at. But as of right now, you can contact me on any media platform or in Clubhouse. And that's that's where we are our greatest selves right there in the clubhouse room yes if you guys are looking for uh 
intense intuitive reading please go give her a follow on the ig lit by lee 502 on clubhouse right lit by lee 502 on ig and clubhouse is just lit by lee yep and um Remember to follow me too, guys, and subscribe to this podcast so we can get it into the feeds. Um, like, comment, and subscribe. I do want you guys to answer this question. Okay, what is a light worker to you? I asked you a little earlier. You can follow me on all my social media platforms. They're at officially Joey T O F F I C I A L L Y Joey T on all platforms.